Hello and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk. I'm your host, Rudolph. Watch your step and come on in. This month, we're honoring fathers, dads, and baby makers. Father's Day was founded in Spokane, Washington, 110 years ago by Sonora Smart Dot. Its first celebration was on June 19, 1910, in a YMCA. Sonora wanted to honor her dad with his day. Father's Day is not about one day out of the year, but rather it's about a position, a way of being, a job a lifestyle, and a spiritual connection with your children. The day is marked by giving a gift, (laughs) a crazy tie or shirt, or spending time with your dad. My girls always gave me some crazy tie or something. I remember one year they gave me a, a Bill Cosby uh, Father's Day book. It was nice. Oh yeah, I remember that. Old Bill. America's number one dad. Now, anyone can father a child. But being a dad is special. Oh yeah. Now this role can have a large impact on a child and today in today's society we have two household fathers yeah dad dad since the uh, liberation of our society and marriages we have now father fathers kids are growing up with two fathers in the household and they're dads and they're doing a wonderful job many of them I have met many of those guys, but I've also met dads who are just weekend dads. You know, you can always tell when they're out at the park with their kid, they're being excessive or whatever. Uh, Or if the kid is at a game or whatever, you see them. And you can always tell those dads who are weekend dads because they really go overboard, buying the kid everything the kid wants, you know, trying to make up. But, hey, that's all a part of being a dad. A child loves their fathers no matter what. Because dad shapes him or her into the person they become. Now, who do you think these iconic fathers grew up imitating? Just for a little fun here, Donald Trump, I'm sure Donald's father uh, gave him many lessons about living, about being who he's going to be. He worked with him. I understand he took him to work with him on weekends, even set up an account for him. So by the time he was 10, I think Donald was a, a millionaire. So you can see the impact it had on Donald. Uh, uh, Bill Cosby 
Bill Cosby uh, grew up in the housing projects, I understand. But he went on to get a, a PhD, uh, produced television programs, one of the best in America. Uh, but where is he today? Yeah, but he's still a dad. And I hope that this Father's Day, his kids are going out there to visit him. Barack Obama, hey. President of the United States, come from a household of a father he never met. But he went on to become the president, and it appears he's doing a great job with his own kids. Uh, Bill Clinton, what kind of a dad do you think he is? Well, we heard rumor Bill had uh, out of wetlock kids and a whole lot of other things. But we know he has the one daughter, Chelsea. Now I bet you Chelsea loves her dad. Out of all the things that thrown at Bill, Bill was marked as being uh, crowned as being uh, America's first black president. <laughs> now we know ain't nothing black about Bill. Believe me. Other than perhaps his attitude here and there. But other than that, hey, still, he's loved. Uh, O.J. Simpson. Oh, here's a guy. You mention his name and everybody gets upset. O.J. Oh, yeah, but O.J.'s kids love him. I bet you that. He's a dad. Uh, Mitch McConnell. Oh, now here's a guy, every time I see him, it looks like he's been eating an onion. <laughs> you can almost smell the onion on his breath just seeing him. But I bet you his kids love him as a dad. Now I could go on and on about these fathers. What I'm trying to say is, no matter what kind of a father a guy is, you know what, his kids love him. Yeah, they love it. So guys, you know, go and see your kid be an influence and be a good one. Aside from just the financial support, support your child emotionally. Give them that support that they need, emotional and spiritual support. Now, I don't think many African-Americans celebrated the first Father's Day in Spokane, Washington. Not back in 1910. They had a whole lot of other things and issues that were going on in 1910, believe me, that black people in America were dealing with. Now somewhere, somewhere there may have been one, but then Spokane, Washington wasn't all set up in 1910 to be a welcoming place for black Americans. But that same year, on December 26, 1910, Jack Johnson beat Tommy Burns to become the first black boxer to win the heavyweight boxing championship of the world. Oh yeah. Jack Johnson, heavyweight champion of the world. Jack Johnson, the heavyweight champion of the world. What you say? I'd rather eat a rabbit than a swell. 
Now that's just how much rioting and hatred and bigotry and racism is taking place. Oh, his victory stirred up a lot of controversy and racist acts of violence against black Americans. All because he beat Burns. Come on. Across America, it was riots. Black people were beaten by citizens and police. Oh, we didn't stand a chance. Believe me. So the year moved on and the years passed, but Jack Johnson died in June 10th. Yeah. June 10th, Brother Jack died. Uh, in 1946 at the age of 68. <laughs> you know, he's buried here in Chicago in Graceland Cemetery. Now, I used to live on Halsted, and off of my back porch was Graceland Cemetery. And I would stand out there often, you know, in the evening time as the sun is setting, and uh, drink a beer or a glass of wine. And look over into Graceland and uh, on a clear day sometimes you would see a, a, a boxer shadow boxing or running in Graceland there now I don't know if it was uh, the spirit of Jack Johnson or just a, a fan or fighter paying homage to Mr. Johnson but we would often see these guys out there or an individual and I often thought could that be Jack out there that I'm seeing you know now Mr. Johnson's eternal neighbors in Graceland cemeteries include uh, the architects of Louis Sullivan uh, Ludwig van der Rohe, Daniel Burnham, uh, re the retailer Marshall Fields, who had the clothing store here, very famous. Uh, we used to go down there and look at the Marshall Fields windows in Christmas time. That was one of the big things to do here in Chicago. And uh, Carter Harrison, a five-term mayor of Chicago. A lot of people don't remember Carter Harrison. You know. The 1910s are part of modernism uh, in America and was called the Progressive Era. Progressive because of the politics that was taking place at that time. The suffrage movement was in play. The women were gaining right to vote. A lot of things were going on in America from a philosophical and, uh, and movement perspective. Uh, running right from the start of uh, the 20th century to uh, the 1930s. All oh, things were big changes were taking place in America. For white America, they were slow changes for black America because the pressure was kept on to suppress, suppress, suppress. This is the situation for black Americans in America since 1865. Black Americans' mobility 
has been suppressed. Yeah, but black Americans emerge still, creating jazz, artwork, whole lot of things, writing. We still excel, as Maya Angelou would say, and still I rise. The 1920s in America was called the Roaring Twenties. Oh boy, I tell you, it was a roaring because of the exuberant and the free-willing popular culture of the decade. Oh, it was exciting. Times were, hopes were high. The Roaring Twenties was a time when many Americans, black and white, defied prohibition and indulged in new styles of dancing and dressing. Oh, the fancy dresses. Yeah, the style was there. Hairstyle, clothing. It was a new era. Modernization was setting in. New freedoms were coming about. Black and white people were thirsting for change in America. Every time that change seemed to come about and reach a peak in America, uh, smothered out. Smothered. But here the people were rejecting many traditional and American moral standards and social standards. Civil rights movement was coming to be in existence of fighting, still fighting for rights, voting rights, housing rights, educational opportunities. It just seems like America for black people stays at war. Stays at war. We seem to always have to battle for whatever it is, and we get it, and then we have to fight to keep it. And when we get it, it's not much, but yet there are people snatching at that. Now, like I was telling earlier, the biggest thing they had against Jack Johnson was the fact that he beat Burns and that he was married to uh, a Caucasian woman. Now that was the real thing that pisses pissed off white America, especially white men, uh, that this black man in 1910, oh, on up, Jack, Jack uh, had nothing but white wives, and, and he flaunted it in their faces, as racist as things were. Old man had courage. Now there's a father. And he became a father figure to many people because to a lot of young black men, it gave them inspiration. It gave them hope that things can be better, that you did make a difference, that you could make a difference. So Jack was looked up as a father even though he wasn't the father of those people, but yet black men found a father in his image. Someone was strong and was willing to fight. Ah, what a history in America. Yeah. You know, and here we are today, again, 2020. We're faced with some of the same situations a 
110 years ago that existed. We still got the same racist actions and behaviors taking place here in America. We should have long passed that. But no, here we are. And yet, black men, fathers, still participating in the wars of America, the governance of America. And I'm sort of shocked, really, myself, because I thought that perhaps when President Obama was elected, that America was, we were on our way to really making a change. But instead, it went the opposite way. It brought out the, uh, the hatred. And boy, we've been on a path ever since uh, Obama been out of office. That it's like deja vu. We're experiencing all of this hatred. Somewhere it has to stop. When will it stop? Can you imagine if America would really push forward and be the representative of the world, that beacon that they have claimed to be a melting pot for all these years and fooled people, fooled the world, really, because it hasn't really been a beacon of freedom for everyone. Now, and even now, we're stirring up racial tensions as we go into uh, this month deeper. We have riots going on in uh, Minnesota, California, uh, Memphis. Who knows where we're going? And at the same time, we have uh, a virus, Corona virus, killing people. It just seems that it's such a gloom and doom period. We need someone or something to happen at this point to bring us together again. That we can all claim being a part of that melting pot. And finally, finding that melting pot. Because this year, America will be, what, 244 years old? Oh, come on. We're still young as a country. But there's such great opportunity if we can just come together as Americans. And that means putting a lot of the craziness aside because right now it's a struggle and just being a black man in America now the irony I found in this whole thing is what's happening here this Father's Day as we're approaching uh, Father's Day is that a couple of weeks ago guys gathered on the state capitol in Michigan with rifles, pistols grenades and everything else and no one came out in riot gear and, and tanks and the army wasn't uh, called upon 
But here are these kids in Minnesota protesting a killing of a young man by an officer. And they're out there with signs and our enforcement shows up in riot gear and here they are today Minnesota is burning God knows how many other cities will probably be burning before it's all said and done if we don't get the proper leadership out here speaking up and saying what has to be said and that is come on Americans come on the world is watching us the world is watching us. Let's pull it together. Let's pull it together this Father's Day. Let's think of the founding fathers, even though they made mistakes. And the biggest mistake was to not abolish slavery in the founding of the country. Because here we are still dealing with this foolishness that the founding fathers put into in the founding of the country. We've got to stop this. Come on. Let's admit. They made a mistake. Slavery should have not been uh, implemented in the founding of America. But oh no. It went on up into 1865. And here we are now, 2020. And we're still dealing with the remnants of it. I'm tired of it. I really am. I've lived it through it all my life. The, the, the bigotry, the racism. I'm tired. Real tired. I am extremely tired. And I know a whole lot of other people have to be tired because I've lived a lifetime. And I thought in my lifetime that I would see America as the America that is the ideal America. That melting pot that everyone spoke so highly of. But we seem to never get that stew right. Oh boy, I tell you. This Father's Day, come on. Let's stand up and all be fathers. Let's be better in going forward with vision. So this Father's Day, don't forget to tell your father, present or absent you love him and thanks for being there happy father's day dad cheers And remember, if you're going out, mask up and stay safe.